0: All right, joining me again today, Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. Good morning, sir.
1: Hey, good morning. How are you doing today?
0: I'm I I am excellent. How are you doing today?
1: I am tired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh. yeah, I know. no, I get that. i I sort of like live with a um right now with a low level of exhaustion. Oh, do you? Yeah, I just I, I, I just I find I find many, many things that are happening right now pretty exhausting. And um, and so I'm I've just determined to not give in to that uh, spirit of, you know, where it just feels like the darkness is just hanging right there kind of over your eyebrows. Yeah, I'm not giving in to that.
1: Oh, OK. Well, I'm glad yeah. you're not. You I'm go. glad you're not. No, I'm just tired because I was up watching the election about 1030. Now, I normally go to bed, so everybody <laughs> knows between 830 and nine. Right. And then uh, my cat, Gary. Well, Gary's Gary. a cat. Mm-hmm. Gary my cat oftentimes comes in by 11 or 12 and wakes me up but you know um I was up till 10:30 last night and uh, for me that's just insane insane hours for me to be up so I'm tired this morning
0: so here so. are some uh here are some questions for you that um have emerged in uh, in conversations that um that people have been uh communicating with me they've been asking me some like how do I deal with questions? And I thought, I'm just going to pose those to Bill.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: Shoot. So um, we've moved. It, many, many people are still functioning in this like Zoom work environment, right? Not not going right. into the office, certainly not going into the office and interacting with one another like we used to. Um, and lots of new people have, you know, well, lots of people have changed jobs in the midst of the pandemic. And so now on our Zoom calls, let's say, or our team's calls or whatever platform your group is meeting on, there are people who are now a part of conversations or a part of the quote unquote group who were not a part when all of this started. So the shared experience of sort of going into lockdown or going through lockdown or the shared experience of one team member had COVID or how do we get our work environments, you know, set up for all of this or dealing with kids or whatever, all of those things that were sort of shared, you know, things got way more personal people were yeah. i mean people could see into one another's homes and now we have new team members coming on board um and so can we just talk about like the, we're in a very weird place in terms of like the integration of of teams um because many people have had a shared experience and then there are new people and it's not fair to sort of leave them out but we don't know how to integrate them either
1: well i think you integrate them the way you normally would uh, look i what does I that mean there's... Well, it it means that you get to know them like you would anybody else. You know, you figure out their swim lane on the team in terms of what their role is, what they're supposed to do, that kind of thing. Uh, I think I think if the felt part of this is that almost one-third of our workforce has changed jobs in the last, I want to say, eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is kind of surfacing some of this uh, that you're describing. Uh, I, I know at the business that I'm running right now, we've hired I don't know 10, 15 people in the last eight or nine months, and we only have like uh, 60 people in the office. So uh, it's it's just a matter of okay, you got the new person here. We love you. You know, I'm Bill. You're you know so and so, and and you get to meeting them. I, I I just don't know that it's anything different than what we would normally do.
0: So onboarding uh, uh, in COVID, it, uh, onboarding in the midst of where we are now, doesn't, it doesn't have to look as different as it might
1: well, feel yeah, to I a mean, non-HR.
0: Per- I'm not an HR person. So, you know, to me, it's like, oh, how is that person going to feel like a part of the group? But what you're saying is from an onboarding perspective, that's actually not as hard as I'm suspecting.
1: You know, I'm going to tell you, to be honest with you, uh, I do a lot of Zooms, and I do some Teams, Microsoft Teams. uh, We have both technologies in our office. Um, I do a lot of Zooms. I got to tell you, we actually hold in our office our intra-office meetings on Teams now. And what I like about it is that I can see everybody's face, and I can see their emotional responses. They can Mm -hmm. see mine. It's actually better than sitting in a conference room socially distanced with a mask. Oh, definitely. From a a nonverbal perspective. So the onboarding of somebody over, let's say, Zoom, maybe, uh, you know, the first time you meet them or for the first five times you meet them is, is over Zoom, to me, might actually be better than the social distance and the mask option.
0: Interesting. Okay, I like that. Um, OK, I have so many questions for you today. Um, sure, but we have to take a very, very brief. I know we got to take a very brief break when we come back. Um, can you from like a business person's perspective, um, if you owned a shop on a, you know, on a commercial street and you sold things and your state told you that shoplifting was now legal? I just want you to reflect on that with me for just a minute because that's what's going on in California. And so I just want you to maybe talk about how long you think you'd stay in business in a state that made shoplifting legal. All right, that conversation up next with Bill English. It's like the price, sunrise, wave. Talking with Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. All right, Bill, I want you to imagine that you are a business owner in the state of California and you sell stuff, That's and you have a storefront. Um, right. And because of a 2014 ballot measure um, right. that uh, allows organized theft rings to repeatedly steal up to the $950 limit, knowing that they will likely uh, face only citation and no jail time, um, so they can keep coming back over and over and over again, uh, and they won't be prosecuted. Um, how long do you imagine that you are going to remain in business in California?
1: Uh, well, it's actually in San Francisco, isn't it? Or is it California? Is it statewide? Well,
0: Proposition 20. Well, this this particular thing that they voted on yesterday, I know is not, the, uh, not just the shoplifting one that's just okay. absolutely free reign in San Francisco, but across the state of California, Um, You can't be prosecuted if you if like you only steal uh, a certain amount. You can't be they're not prosecuting them. It's
1: just bananas.
0: All right. So let's talk about specifically the one in in uh, in San Francisco, which just let me tell people I'm reading this out of the Wall Street Journal, which I know has a paywall. So uh, the article is California, the shoplifting state retail theft was decriminalized. Guess what happened? So I'll let you tell people what happened.
1: You know, businesses go out of business. I mean, you, you can't you can't have somebody walk in and say, um, you know, I'm just going to take 950 dollars worth of alcohol, go out to their car, deposit it in the back seat, come back in, and keep repeating that process and expect to stay in business. Uh, if you know, I, I don't want to get too much in the weeds, but I'll, I'll I'll try this one thing. If you if you're a shop owner and you buy uh, a widget uh, for ten dollars and you want to sell it for twenty what's your profit on that it's 10 dollars right and so but if somebody comes in and takes that widget um, you have to sell enough, you have to sell two more widgets to make up what you lost and so this this idea that um, the shop owners you know can it, that they're going to be able to survive something like this is just insanity. And there's only so many times that they're going to be able to file with their insurance carriers to say, hey, this this is stolen property. I need to be reimbursed before the insurance companies say we're no longer going to insure you. And so once you, once you lose the insurance, once you have people stealing from your store, uh, you're not going to be in business very long.
0: So one of the um, featured businesses um, is Walgreens, and this is the story that's told in the article. Um, This is a Walgreens in San Francisco. Uh, It's closed now um, because its shelves were cleared most recently by looters. Um, But here is what a long-term customer said to the San Francisco Chronicle. All of us knew this was coming. Uh, Whenever we go in there, they always have problems with shoplifters, Um, He went on to say, I feel sorry for the clerks. They're regularly being verbally assaulted. The clerks say there's nothing they can do. They say that the store's policy is to not get involved because they don't want anybody getting injured or sued. And these guys then just keep coming in and taking whatever they want. Um, It occurs to me, Bill, that if I'm if I'm a paying customer and I'm watching this happening, um, eventually I am thinking to myself, hey, um, why am I paying if you can just walk out with it for free? So, you know, yeah. the good news is there there is still a moral conscience in America, but we are going to arrive at the place where we can't go in and buy something because other people are going in and stealing it.
1: Well, and it, and it takes away from the uh, product availability to those who are honest, because if stores have to shut down, then that reduces and individuals, I'll call on their supply chain. You know, I can no longer go to that Walgreens now. So now I got to go to maybe a, I don't know, a Seven Eleven or something else. Uh, but if the Seven Eleven is going out of business, you know, after a while, I don't have any place to go to buy what I really need because the law is encouraging uh, theft and the theft is putting businesses out of business.
0: Which is actually how we arrived at the uh, circumstance of what are known as food deserts in urban centers. It's at least part of Part of the reason there are these you know food deserts, and so I just it's a real challenge, and we are going to have to um figure it out as a country um This is a moral issue as much as anything else when a person you know does not have uh any uh any sense that they cannot just go in and take things um then we've arrived at a you know we've arrived at a challenging point i mean you know let's just let's just imagine we were a uh A communist regime with a socialist government. um, You can't just walk in under socialism and take what you want. First of all, what you want isn't there. And um, your your ability to go and get something is strictly limited. I mean, like, I don't know what people think is is coming if that what they imagine is, oh, this is just my own little personal version of the redistribution of wealth.
1: Yeah, there there are some who think that, uh, to be sure. I remember seeing a news uh, article, or not article, but a news clip recently where, where a gal said, um, and she was pretty angry about it. She said, if somebody goes in and steals something, that's just reparations in action. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's immorality. Um, and, you know, this this is a bondage. This is a type of spiritual bondage that our, um, our, at least in California, that they are allowing to take place. And whenever sin takes root, takes, takes hold, you are not going to have good outcomes. Uh, this, when, when, when you mentioned this, I thought of or this story right before we went on the air. I thought of Ephesians 4.28. Uh, he who has been stealing must steal no longer, but he must work doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those in need we don't need people stealing we need people working so that they can give away rather than taking from people this is this is a spiritual bondage piece and how do you attack it i personally i think you attack it first through Arresting these people and and prosecuting them, and then I think you got to come back around and see if you can introduce them to Christ and see if their hearts can be changed.
0: It's incredibly challenging, um, and I think that this is one of those uh, conversations that we're going to increasingly have. And it's maybe not a surprise to me that you know people are moving from California to other parts of the country. Where sure, uh, Why, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, if you're a if you're a business owner. And you can get out of there. You're you're leaving. I mean, I I mean, I I see it in my own community. I mean, the the California and New York license plates are becoming pretty frequent um, in, you know, in flyover country. And so it's just an interesting um, we have an interesting shift happening all over the place. That sort of takes us back to a third of the workforce has changed jobs in the last eight months. Um, You know that many of those people have like geographically moved out of some of America's urban centers. Um, and it just, it's going to be a very interesting realignment that takes place not only in the in the coming year, but in the years to come.
1: Well, if California keeps doing stuff like this, they are going to become uh, really a shell of who they were, say, 40 or 50 years ago. I mean, when you and I were mm-hmm. growing up, Carmen, California was the golden the place state, to be. right? It Absolutely. really was. Yeah, and everybody was trying to, to move to Beverly. I know. <laughs> okay, With I grandma. have one
0: uh, – I know. Sure. Right? I have a yeah, question before, uh, yeah. before we go. Um, uh, lots of people are just going to be looking to uh, find some comfort today to satiate themselves. Um, what's your comfort food? Do you have
1: one? I have several. My wife thinks mm-hmm. it's meatloaf. I asked her during the <gasps> break. Um, mm. But uh, I like uh, peanut butter and Ritz crackers. Not just any crackers, Ritz crackers. What kind of peanut butter? Uh, smooth. Okay. Or, or do, I, do I have to have a brand? I like Jif. No, no. I like oh, I, I, Straight I like
0: up Jif, smooth Jif and Ritz crackers. All right. There you go. Yeah, what else?
1: I, I like that. And uh, another comfort food is ice cream. Ice cream, you know, vanilla with chocolate sauce and maybe some whipped cream. That's Ooh. a sundae.
0: That's not just ice cream.
1: Yeah. I'm just saying. And then, yeah. and so then really chocolate a... chip cookies with milk. Mm. Mm. Which, do you like uh, chocolate I... chip cookies? I do. I do. Warm,
0: warm chocolate chip cookies. I mean, I'm should. i making my list. Warm chocolate chip cookies. Um, do you have a a chip preference? Are you like a chunk person, a milk chocolate, dark chocolate, any, anything will go with nuts, Uh, uh, without nuts?
1: No nuts, please. Oh my gosh. Don't ruin it with nuts. See, this is Um, important to know.
0: No nuts. And don't
1: put nuts in bread either. Don't do that. Bread (laughs) is to be soft. You can put nuts in pies, but not in bread. <laughs> uh, but I like milk Don't put
0: nuts chips. in pies. What kind of pie would you put a nut in other than like a nut pie, like a pecan pie?
1: But other than that, yeah, there's pecans, no nut in a pie. Pecans.
0: Yeah, oh, okay. I, I was it.
1: thinking of pecans at the time.
0: Yeah. Um, warm chocolate chip cookies with no nuts. Um, and then what kind of milk are we serving with that? I'm going to have uh, really cold skim milk, but what kind are you going to have?
1: You and I are the same. I will have cold skim milk, but I like the milk chocolate chips. Mm-hmm. Not the not, not the dark chocolate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. I wanna, vanilla I vanilla ice
0: cream with chocolate it. sauce, not with hot fudge?
1: Uh no. I, I like hot fudge, but I can never get it hot enough uh or make it so it isn't glumpy and gloopy. Mm-hmm. So just cold is
0: so David French earlier um shared that his um uh his comfort food he does like fried chicken. Um, but in in the ice cream category, it's interesting. Ice cream is on a lot of people's uh, comfort food list. Um, it's uh, mint chocolate chip. So just thought I'd share that. Oh, no, all right, no we got to
1: No, man. I do. No. I
0: do like me a good peanut butter cracker. So it's good to know. All right, hey, thanks. We got to go. I'm so over you time. Bet. We got to take a break for break point. Thank you so much. You bet. Okay, we'll be right back.